Father, remind them again. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Father, we love you. We thank you. We thank you, Father, that um, how you're growing people, Lord. How, Father, they can come to church and just give your word, Father, and open their mouths in prayer, Father. We know that not a lot of people would like to do it, but, Father, you, you, you tell us to do it. So we thank you for them, Lord, and we now ask you to bless us, Father, um, as, Father, we, we, we hear your word, Lord. So, God, fill us, open our minds and our hearts, Lord, and let this word be engrafted upon our hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, Kevin, um, it's, it's, it's fascinating when you, when you do study and you get messages and everything else. Yesterday afternoon, um, I got home. I was, I was really tired. Um, ben had me get up at five o'clock in the morning because we had a Saturday meeting, um, a really important meeting for, for Ben and for me and the management of, the, of, the, of a business. And we, we then did a a five-hour stint, which was just non-stop thinking. It's, you know, he dropped me off, and I felt absolutely tired. Amen. And, you know, Linda said, well, it's a good job you got your message ready this week. It's a good job that the Lord spoke to you, and, and you got your message ready. I said, yeah, well, I'm going to go and look at it. So when I looked at it, and I went, this is not what I'm going to preach about. And I thought, oh, No. Because that's my flesh. I'm no different to any of you. You've got to remember this. That's my flesh. Oh, no, I feel, I feel rather tired. Well, not just rather tired. I felt very tired. I thought, what am I going to do? And then he said, what are you going to do? I said, well, I'll put the fire on. And I sat there, and we were just chatting away. And, and you know, I felt, oh, I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. And I was going... As Linda was talking to me, she wasn't that she was boring. That wasn't the fact. It wasn't that she was boring, so please don't think that. I was just tired. And anyway, I closed my eyes and she was talking, talking. And then all of a sudden I went, oh, I can't do this. And so I said, oh, I, you know, I feel like I'm going to read my Bible instead. You know, I started to read that Bible and, you know, and it, it, it's quite amazing how it does give you life, the Word. And I started to read and I was going, oh, this is interesting, isn't it? And I went, yeah, there's so many lies in this world. And I'd been in court, in, in jury service all week, and the lies were just non-stop. It was just horrendous. And I'm thinking, oh, God, oh, thank God. I thank God that I'm not in that world. I'm not in that. I'm definitely not in that world. I'm out of that world. God has brought me out of that darkness and absolute mess into this, this wonderful path that we, you know, that we, we see good things and go godly things. And I said, God, you know, I'm so happy that I'm not there. Why? Because they do not... <laughs> Just emphasis. Yes. It's because they do not know the truth about the world, about God, about Jesus. All they've got is what the devil has put inside them. And so that's what, that was it. So I'm reading now and I'm reading what is truth and Pilate and all the rest of it. So that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to start with. John 18, 37 to 38. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king? He's talking to Jesus. And Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I'm a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness 
unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. And Pilate said to him, what is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and said unto them, I find in him no fault. What a question. What is the truth? Anybody know what the truth is? Well, actually, the world doesn't say that's the truth, um, my, my dear sister. You see, it's because you know the truth. And that's it, you're learning the truth. And that's so important, isn't it? So, you know, whenever we're looking at things, and you, you know, we've said it so many times, we used to trust people. I used to trust politicians, I used to trust tons of people. Now I don't trust. It's amazing. Why? Because they don't tell the truth. <laughs> and they don't tell the truth. No, they don't even tell the truth about it. Most things, let alone God. And so, we, so I said, okay. I asked myself the, the very same question, what is this truth? I'm saying, it's okay, I know what the truth is, but I'm thinking, how many people still don't know? How many people in church don't know the truth and what it can do for you? Let's look at some definitions. This is, this is from Strong's. So I've gone, back into, I've gone back into the Greek, and I know said we don't want to do too much of this, but it really is important sometimes just to look at the words, to, to get some, some strength behind it, just saying, oh, I know the truth. So what is this truth? And in, and in, and in, and in Strong's, it means this. Truth, verity, truly. And this is what it says. Anything that is true in any matter under consideration. So it's got to be true. In truth, according to truth. <laughs> it's brilliant. So we've got to tell the truth according to the... Not what we think is truth, but according to the truth. What is truth? We're not there yet, so don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> It'll come clear. What is true in things pertaining to God and the duties of man? Moral and religious truth. Isn't that brilliant? We've got to do... So they're actually, they're actually telling us it's about God's truth now, not just something that's, that's true. Something that's real and a fact. And it's certain. Isn't this brilliant? I mean, I'm thinking this is the truth that people have got to know. And the truth as taught by the Christian faith. Respecting God and the execution and the purposes through Christ and respecting our duties as, as a man, opposing alike to superstitions, the Gentiles, things that aren't the truth, and the invention of people. And that's amazing, isn't it? Because all people make their own religion up. You know, people, people say, religion, Mark. Yeah, religion is something that is made up. Man-made faith. And you can see, we've all got believe in something, don't we? So, and, and don't forget, we've got to be very careful, uh, you know, the people that oppose us, because they, are, they will have corrupt opinions and precepts of false teachers, even among the Christian fraternity. Amazing, isn't it? Truth means something that is true. So what does true mean? Oh, I love this. It just gets better. True means something that's truth. <laughs> it's brilliant. Something that is true. <laughs> and he said, it's in fact, and it's, it's a belief, and it is true. 
according to agreements with fact. It's loyal, so true he's being loyal and faithful, genuine and accurate. But this is one that's even brilliant. The Oxford Dictionary says true means something perfect and complete. No wonder Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the light. No wonder he said, I'm the truth. Because even God has said he's the only perfect and complete human being that he's ever made. And what's making him even more perfect and complete, he has the fullness of God. He has all authority. He has the truth that, that dwells in him. And, and, Jesus, and Jesus prayed for us. He prayed for his apostles, but it's for us as well. He said to them, Kevin said, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Sanctify, what does it mean? Purify, venerate, consecrate, set them apart. And so the only way we're going to be set apart is to find the truth and follow the truth. If we don't do that, we're not set apart. We're just like others, but go to church. Amen? So it really is so, 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 Incredible. And you know, it means to venerate, to consecrate, to hallow. And all these things are all these lovely words which, which is telling us that we've got to follow, follow what the truth tells us to sanctify ourselves, set ourselves up, consecrate ourselves, to say that I want to be made now to be follower of Jesus, to put my life for Jesus. And I want to, to, to hallow him, to... to, to, to venerate, to, to, to worship him, to be in awe of what God is trying to do with us. Not just with other people. It's about us. This is really personal that God wants for, wants for us. And of course, the Lord wants us to be separated so we look cleansed, that we're not the same as everyone else, that we speak different to someone else, that we respond also to the problems we have differently. I've been in a right mess this week in, 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 the, courts, in the courts of law. It's, and I was just explaining to Wendy, it's everything that we read about that's bad. And in one, one, of, the, one of the sessions, everything you can think of. Murder, sexual immorality, drugs, violence, cheating, thieving, you name every little bit, all in one. And I looked at me, oh God, I'm so thankful. I don't live in, in this way. And I don't even want to live that, that, you know. But what made me worse was like Linda. When we came, when we come out, I felt so sad. It was just so, I was good. And the chap said to me, he said, were you all right, Mark? I said, no. I said, I said, look at the people. Look at these people. Look at them. There's nothing, there's no light. You could just, all you see is just, just a, a, this blank, confused, hurt human being. Nothing to look forward to. And it, it, it's immense, so it's vitally important we know this word. It's vitally important we know this word. This word is truth. And it is the word that will make us pure and holy and free. It's, it, we don't have to be this massive scholar. We've just got to see what it says and try to follow it. Try. 
try is the thing because that's our effort, isn't it? We can't say, I will, because something might happen that makes you so you can't do it, but you've got to try. And once we try, guess what happens? God tries with us. It is so, so beautiful. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I love it. I love the shells and the wills in the Bible. It is so exciting. Why? Because it's telling us God will do what he says. It's, it's, his, it's his promise. And you know, it, 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 in that set of scriptures, it was telling us, like, you know, it, it, no matter what you say, oh, I'm going to read it. Let me read, the, let me read the passage out. It's much better. John 8, 31, 47. Then Jesus said to the Jews who believed on him, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed. If you continue in my word. And you shall know the truth, because that's what he wants for you. It is a promise, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free from all the stuff that you're going through. It might not go away, but at least it makes you free in what you do. And they answered him, we are of Abraham's seed. How, how can you say? We were never in bondage to any man. How say so you shall be made free? And Jesus said, Very little I say unto you. Whoever commits sin is the servant of sin. That, when we commit sin, we are... Our master now changes from being Jesus to being... It's amazing, isn't it? And a servant shall not abide in the house forever, but the son abides forever. The Son, therefore, shall make you free, and you shall be free indeed. That's that name of Jesus. And that you are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me, because my word has no place in you. Isn't that fascinating? No place. And I speak that which I have seen with my father, and you do that which you see with your father. And they answered him, because now he's, now, he's now he's getting them riled up now. And they answered to him and said, Abraham is our father. And Jesus said to them, if, I, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. If you do the deeds of your father, then they said to him, we are not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth. Jesus came out of the Father, out of the Spirit to be made. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why don't you understand my speech, even because you cannot hear my word? You are of your Father, the devil. Wasn't that kind of Jesus to tell them exactly where they were? And the lusts of your Father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. Because he has no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convince, convince me of sin? If I say the truth, why don't you believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. You therefore hear them not. Because you're not of God. Isn't that clear? You know, we want to be so pussy-wussy-footy-wutty around people. 
happy, clappy, but, you know, with no strength. Sometimes we have to tell people as it is, not with hate, not with vengeance, not with superiority, but with, with a passion to say you're lost. No matter what you tell me, you're still lost. And people are born again and they're in sin, they're in sin. Unless they repent and come back, get to church and start praying and having Bible study and, and doing something in the church, guess what? They're still lost. Oh, but Mark, I still believe. Show me your faith without doing anything and I'll show you either faith what I do. A paraphrase. The devil believes also. Oh, the demons believe, Kev. Slightly just miss... The demons believe in trouble. They, in other words, they do something with their belief. They do something with their faith. Amazing stuff. So it's amazing. So it states that we, we have to continue in his word to be his disciples. And if we do not hear God's words, then whose words are we listening to? Fascinating. Jesus said to them in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man Come to the Father, but by me. See, you know this, that we always sing in that no other name, but Jesus, it's, it's so simple. He sent him, he sent him to save us, to, to show the world that, you know, hey, there's a way back to God no matter where you are, no matter what you've done, no matter who you think you are, or no matter what you think about yourself, no matter where you are, no matter what, what's going on, there's a way back to God. Amen. And it's so Im Im important. Christians at that time were called children of the, of, of the way, uh, you know, before the term Christian was given to them in, in, in Antioch. But it was a term of mockery. It wasn't, it wasn't that, oh, I'm a Christian, you know. And when people say to me, I'm a Christian, the first thing I, I say to them, wow, that's fantastic. So you're Christ-like. And they go, what do you mean? I say, well, you know... God wants us to be like Christ. I said, so, so if we're a Christian, it means we should be Christ-like. I said, I'm trying to be a Christian. And they go, oh, oh. So I said, so are you Christ-like? <laughs> and they go, well, no. And I said, well, you're still trying then. Praise the Lord. And I'm not trying to be clever. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm trying to get people out of their melancholy ways to understand there's more to Christianity than what people see. It's a life, it's a lifestyle and where, where God fills you with passion and compassion and love. You know, I get as irritated as anyone I know. But I have to let God... Woo! Answer nicely, Mark. Hallelujah. And that's the difference of being set free, made free by the word. To know all of a sudden those words come to you, Mark. Love your enemies. Love your brethren fervently with an unfeigned heart. I can't love you. I can't love you, Louise, and play at it. I've got to love you because it's God's love that's inside me and he loves you. He loves me like that. So I've got to love you the same. No matter what you do, no matter what you don't do, I've still got to love you. How fascinating. But beautiful. But beautiful. Then, you know, people say to me, oh, you know, you're always preaching. You're always going on about God, you know. And I'm going, absolutely. 
Absolutely, I love it. I love my God. I love what he's done with me. I love being excited. I love having passion. I, I love my joy. I love, I love, I love, no matter all this rubbish that we go through, I, I love that I, I'm going to be okay. Can you say that? You know, and it's so important, you know, because he, he, he is the truth, our Jesus. He is complete and perfect. His word is truth. He is the life. He is the life. And it's the life that he wants to give to us. An exciting life. John 6.63 said this, in the, it's the spirit that quickeneth. You know, that spirit gives life to us. And if we're not alive, then you're dead. Stop thinking that you're going to upset people. You are. I don't want to hear that spirit inside them gets agitated, irritated, angry, and answers you from the flesh. But you with the spirit goes, hmm. I always remember my younger brother when he was teaching me, and I got absolutely mad with both my brothers and asked them to come outside with me, and it wasn't go to go for a walk. Okay? And my younger brother stood up and went... And what spirit is that, Mark? I was like, what? What? Made me more angry. But he said, and there we go. What spirit is that, Mark? That just because we're giving you words from a book, you're getting angry? Think about it, Mark. You're not stupid. And you're getting angry? Because we're telling you things out of a book? Which are lovely? And wonderful and changed our lives. It's the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profits nothing. There are words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. That's how Jesus in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was, 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 was with God, and the Word was God. The Word, the Word, the truth, the Bible. The Bible is our God. It's, it's, his, it's his world. It's, it's Him. And Jesus had it all inside Him. And, and, and verse 14 in John, and, and He became flesh and dwelt amongst us, full of grace and truth. The truth that he wanted to give to all the people there. And he, and he chose people and then sent them out to give this truth so it would be passed down the generations. And that, that hopefully that, that many shall be saved. And then, you, then when you get to know the word and he says, narrow, straight is the gate. And narrow is the way unto life. And a few shall find it. Come on. If you're one of the few, don't give that away. Stop being in the flesh. Get into that spirit. Use the truth. Stand upon the truth. Read the truth. Learn the truth. Speak the truth. And then we shall be made free. Remember. <laughs> Remember this scripture. John 8, 32. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. 
all your thoughts, all your wrong thoughts, all the things that you keep going on. And, 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 and let's be fair, when, you've got, when you have to work every day of the week and everything else like that, you know, we don't think too much about Jesus sometimes and we're on with our work and we've got to do it, we've got to earn the money, we've got to pay the bills, we've got to go on holiday, we've got to do this, we've got to do that, but we've got to make our time for Christ. You know, we've got to. You know, we, if we don't, we're just going to get worse, not better. You want to work all the days under the sun? Don't worry, I've done it. I've done it. You know, I've done many, many, many years doing 12 hours a day, seven days a week, and it nearly killed me. Nearly killed me. What have, what have we to judge whether we're right or wrong? Whether are we in truth or whether we're following man's ways, man's tradition? It, it, it is amazing. Who's going to judge us? There's only one judge. Revelation 20:12 says this, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. We're going to get judged according to our works, folks. Guess what? We need to get working. We need to get soul saved. We need to sow seeds. Doesn't, I don't care how many seeds we sow and they don't plant. Because you will find someone. Come out of the court. It's pouring the rain. Caught the bus. It's fantastic. I love the public transport. I know it needs, needs a massive revamp. And, and it takes hours to get from six miles away to the Hales Owen. Incredible. But I got in the bus, I was chatting with a chap, you know, and I let him on the bus, and he, he, there was only two seats, and he sat in one, and I sat in the other, and we started talking. And this chap said, you are a really joyful person, where you been? I said, oh, I've been to court. He said, he said, he said been to court, was it funny? And I said, funny, it was horrendous. It's all the things that are reading the Bible that God does not want us to do, and they were doing them all. Like, you know, and he goes, wow. He said, well, why are you joyful? Because I'm not there. I'm out of it. <laughs> and I sat with it. This chap said, he said, he said well, what do you believe in then? I said, I believe that Jesus Christ is my saviour. And he came to save me. And I said, no, and, 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 and he told me what to do. And people taught me what to do. And I followed it. And I, said, and I received the spirit of God. And it's changed my life. And I got baptised in the name of Jesus Christ. I lived a repentant life. And now I want to tell everyone about Jesus. I said, what about you? <laughs> Now the people are around us, don't forget, because he, he, he sits, he seats here, and I'm sitting in front of him, and I'm like this. And he went, wow, I don't think I've met anyone like you. And I said, I said, well, I said, I said, I said, I said well, that's good, because there's only one of me. And in his life, he said, well, you are funny as well, aren't you? And I said, I said, yes. I said, it's great for witnessing, having a bit of humour now and again. And I said, and also, you know, my wife knows the biggest joke. He said, what's that? She said, it's me. He said, God's got a good sense of humour. And so this chap is now laughing. So he gave me testimony of when he was saved. And then told me he's been lost the last seven years. You know what I mean? You just don't know who, you, who you're going to talk to. So Mark gets on his knees on the seat 
and prayed for him. And then I spent the next half hour revitalising his faith. He's away for the next two weeks, but we'll see. But at least we've done our job. That's all I'm saying. You know, opportunity, whatever. And it's not excellent, David. This is life. This is life when you're in the spirit. And, you know, and I've, I've said to, said to my, my wife, I've got to do more. I'm looking. I'm looking at everyone. Everyone that I meet now. I'm looking how I'm going to do it. And I don't think how I'm going to do it. I just look and say hello and smile and greet them. Are you having a great day? I don't, I don't know what I say. Have you having a great day? No. What's the problem then? Come here. What's the matter? Do you want some of my joy? I, I just talk. I just talk and see what happens. You know, and we've got to just do that. Ask them how they are. Ask them where they work. You know, but, but it, all this stuff's great, isn't it? This is all the stuff that, that, that God tries to inspire us with and, and, and tries to excite our minds and our flesh and our spirit. Everything about it. That's what God's trying to do. Is get us moving so we've got some excitement. But I think we need to look at some of the warnings as well. There's a balance to life, isn't there? Good and bad. Yeah? Love and hate. Joy and misery. There's always this, 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 this things going on. Deuteronomy 4.2. And this is important for you. Because I, I, know, I know people go, and go on the God channel and all the other channels and, and listen to people and everything else. But you've got to be so careful. Why? Listen. Deuteronomy 4.2, you shall not add unto the word of God, which I command you, neither shall you diminish aught from it, anything from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. We can't add or subtract. It's either the word or it's not the word. And if you don't know, ask. Don't guess. Don't listen to words and think, oh, that's what it is. Because don't trust every preacher. Okay? I tell everyone, you know I've travelled the world and one of the things, if I go into a new church and I, and I open up and I say, I'll tell you one thing you're not to do. Don't trust anything I say. Check it in the Bible. And when the Bible says it's correct, follow it. And if I say one thing that, you, that, is, that it is not scriptural when I'm preaching it to you, tell me. Because you've done a good job. Not a bad job. And don't worry, you won't offend me. But make sure it's the word. Hallelujah. Praise God. We have to read it ourselves first. Amen, Kev. Keep going, preacher. Deuteronomy 12.32 What things soever I command you, observe to do it, and you shall not add to it, nor diminish it. It's incredible, isn't it? Proverbs 36, add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee and found to be a liar. Great stuff, isn't it? These are great warnings, aren't they? I can see how excited you are. Hallelujah. Revelation 22, 18, 19. I testified unto every man that hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add to these things, God shall add to him the plagues that are written in the book. And if any man take away from the words of the book of prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things that are written in the book. It's real. It's real. It's absolutely real. And this is why we've got to know it and do it. Stop just living your life for Sunday and Monday. Or even just Sunday. I'm sorry, Alan. 
Praise the Lord. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, honestly, it's, it, it, it is. No matter how tired you are, how down, I tell you what, get into the Word. Yep. Honestly, just try, force your way through, force the way, you know. And of course, you've got to be careful, because believe it or believe it not, there's false, false teachers and false prophets in this world. Amen? Amen. And, 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 and I don't have to say it. Ben, the other Ben put it in this beautiful way. We know, Mark, that we'll go to some churches and sometimes the things that are said are a bit under the radar. I thought it was beautiful the way he said it. And I said, Ben, just tell the truth. They don't preach the truth. And then he, then he opened up even more with me. Because we understand, if we check it by the word... We're okay. We can tell the truth. Okay, have you got it? Whatever people say, if we check it by the word, then we can say. Because it's the truth. And it's a fact. It's not about being detrimental. It's not about running people down. The truth is the truth. And when it's not true, it's not, <laughs> it's not true. It's so simple. So beware of false prophets. Matthew 7, 15. Which come to you in sheep's clothing... Oh, sister, oh, brother, had a word of the Lord for you. You've got to give all your money to me. Hallelujah. Giving is better to give than to... I could, I could do prosperity preaching. It's easy. And, but, he said, but inwardly, the ra ravening wolves. I want to chew you to pieces. Tear you to pieces. You shall know them by their fruits. Matthew 4, 24. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and they shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch, if it were possible, they shall even deceive the elect. Isn't they powerful? Luke 6, 26. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. <laughs> we want everyone. Oh, oh, David is such a wonderful chap. He's so nice. Oh, isn't he kind? Oh, David's great. He never got a bad word for anyone. Well, David's lying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. But I say unto you which here, love your enemies, do good to those which hate you, and bless them that curse you, and pray for those who despitefully use you. When anybody speaks good of us all the time, then we're not doing the work of Christ. How's that? I know how many people don't like me, and there's more than the people that like me. But it's okay. Why? I know someone who likes me better than anyone else. And that's what I know. I don't know. I'll boast in Christ. Not what it is. I've always prayed for fire and brimstone, that God would give me the ability to bring down fire and brimstone. I don't want to put it on the people, but I'd like to put it on the mobiles. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. For such a false prophets, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the, into the apostles of Christ, perils among false brethren, false prophets among the people, false teachers among you, and many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be spoken of evil. Hear that? Many shall follow them. 
because it's the tickling ears. It's, it's what they want to hear. They don't want to hear this truth. They want to hear, oh, bless me, Lord. No matter what I do, just bless me. Give me a happy life. And get, oh, I want the abundant life, Father. Yeah, you know, well, God not answering my prayers. Well, of course he won't answer your prayers. Do something. God is not a stupid person. He's so smart. He said, we'll work us together. You show me your faith and I'll show you my blessings. Mm. How's that? I'll paraphrase. Otherwise, it's another seven hours on faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. But look, warnings. This is the one warning which does put the fear of God in me. Galatians 1, 6 to 11. I marvel that you so soon... Six, yeah. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Which is not another, but there are some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we are an angel of heaven, preach any other gospel unto you that which is preached unto you, let him be accursed. Let him be accursed. And as you said before, I say again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than you have received, let him be accursed. Accursed. Cursed by God for not preaching the gospel of Christ. You see, you don't hear preachers preach this. It's incredible. For now, who do I persuade? Men or God? Or, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of God. Heaven and earth shall pass away. My word shall never pass away. How is that simple? The truth never passes away. Come on, stand on it. Everything. Stop thinking other things. Stand on the word of God and you will be okay. It is so simple. Tradition. Churches are full of traditions. Let me just give you the last bit, just a little, little bit on tradition. Can I do that? Mark 7.13. Making the word of God of none effect through your tradition. Which you have delivered and many such like things you have done. Tradition, what does it mean? Things which are done by word of mouth. That's been passed down by generation to generation. If it doesn't match up with the word of God... It's false. It's from the shout it. Devil! Because it takes you away from what God is trying to give you. That's why tradition is so bad. This country is full of tradition. It's got more traditions than any other country. We're the founder of traditions. Mm. Mm. Everything. Generation to generation. Okay. Tradition. Let's do another one on tradition, shall we? Let me just find it. Ah. Mark 7, 5 to 10. Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why walk not thy disciples according to the tradition of the elders? Why aren't they following what the elders have taught? But eat bread and with unwashed hands. And he said to them, Well... Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, the people honour me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Howbeit in vain, in worthless futility, do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. 
For laying aside the commandments of God, you hold on to the tradition of men as the washing of pots and other such things as you do. But full well you reject the commandments of God that they may keep their own tradition. Isn't it incredible? It was apparent that man had put their traditions either equal or above God's word. And that's happening still today in a number of churches. <sighs> There's nothing from without a man that enters into him that can defile him. But it's the things that come out of him that defile the man. If any man have ears to hear this, let him hear. But in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Let the blind, let the blind, leaders of the blind, and when they lead, when the blind lead the blind, they both shall fall in the ditch. <coughs> That's not knowing the truth. Colossians 2.18, beware. Lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. Philosophy is man's thinking. And vain deceit, vain is worthless. Worthless deceit lies after the traditions of man and the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. I remember standing in Birmingham telling people about the traditions in the churches will we'll take the church down, not to heaven. And these people came up to me and gave me a right going over and saying, you're saying that the forefathers are wrong? I said, I said, every forefather is wrong. That does not preach the word of God. And if we want to listen to what the forefathers' explanations are instead of seeing what the Bible's explanations are, no, don't listen to the forefathers. Give me scripture then for it. Give me scripture that tells me I must believe in the forefathers and not the word of God. My Bible says I've got to believe in the word of God. It's the truth that makes us free. Never changes. So why do I want to look anywhere else? Why do I want to want anybody else's description? I said, you know, look for myself first. Yeah, by all means, search through commentaries and everything else. But make sure you understand that what the word of God is, not what somebody's told you. Amen. Let no man beguile you of the reward in a voluntary humility and worship of angels intrude into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. We can do it. We, we can act. Oh, I love you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I've just had a word of God for you and all that stuff. Check it. Check it out. Last paragraph and I'll finish. For as much... 1 Peter 1, 18 to 25. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot who was verily foreordained before the foundation it was in God's mind to do this before the world was even made but was manifest but was shown in these last times for you for you for you for you who by him do we believe in God and that he raised him up from the dead and gave him glory. That your faith and hope 
might be in God. Seeing, listen to this, but this is the last bit. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit. Unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. By the word of God, which lives and abides forever. And all our flesh is the grass. And the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withereth, the flower fails away. But, ha, the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word be which why the gospel is preached unto you today. Father, Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for Father, even considering to give us such so incredible knowledge and understanding, Father, and this wisdom that you want to pour into us to, to make us strong, to, to make us faithful, to, to give us the protection, Father. No matter what the world does, Father, this, this is what gives us our protection. That spirit that, 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 that you've given us, Father, that will lead us, that will guide us, that will wash us clean. And this word, Father, this word will also wash us clean. It'll get rid of the thoughts, get rid of the filth of this world. It, we will be sanctified, Father, if we listen, we learn, we study, we pray, we get together. Pray for one another, teach one another, be with one another, build each other up, and even reprove and, 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 and instruct and correct one another. That's the love of God. So that every single one of us shall be fully furnished unto good works. Father, we were made for good works. That's what you called us, Father. So, Father, help us learn this truth. Help us follow. And help us to go out again, Father, not as ravening wolves, but as gentle as a dove, but as crafty as a serpent. And get the word of God in wherever we go. So, Father, bless us. Help us to go out this week, Father, and invite somebody to church, Father. Speak to them. Let's just spend some time, Lord. Let's commit some time just purposely to do that. So, Father, engraft it upon our hearts, Lord. Fill us with your spirit, Father. And let us go out with purpose again from this place today where you have been and we've been in your presence, Father. And you've seen it good to give us your word. So, Father, we thank you. We ask you to bless us, keep us safe. And, Father, send us out to work in the field of souls. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, everyone. Praise the Lord. Praise God.